Welcome to the NACA American Dream Program. Each week, we'll talk about how NACA is revolutionizing mortgage lending with the best mortgage in America. It's no down payment, no closing costs or fees, no PMI, no consideration of your credit score. And guess what? It's at a below market fixed rate. NACA is just relentless. This is the NACA way. Welcome back. Welcome back for another episode of NACA's American Dream Program, where we talk about ways to get through the NACA program. So guess what? You can get your house. We have some amazing special guests for you today. They are awesome. They are doing their thing in their field. And I just can't wait to introduce you to them because you're going to be just as excited to talk to them as I will. But first, Internet, what's going on? I see y'all had some you know, bad weather going on over there. How you doing over there? Everything going okay? Hey, Damien. Yeah, we're making it over here live and full effect here in Houston. And we do. We have some bad weather going on today. It's thunderstorms, lightning clashes and everything going on. But that's OK. It is still a beautiful day to be out looking for a home, even if it's raining. I like to know how. You know what? I actually like to see the neighborhoods when it's in bad weather and after a rain or something like that, just to see you know, how it floods, how it handles the drainage system and things like that on the streets, how the traffic is getting to and from work during heavy, treacherous weather conditions. So it's still good to be out there looking for a home. This is the NACA American Dream Program where you can realize your dream of home ownership. And guess what? At a 5.5% interest rate on a 30-year fixed and a 5% interest rate on a 20-year and a 5% on a 15-year, you still can't beat that with a stick. It is the best mortgage in America, still below market rate, and only here at NACA where it's no consideration of one's credit, no money down, no fees, closing costs, and things like that. So it is still the best thing since sliced bread, everybody. Amen. And that's sliced bread. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Jamie, you know, we've been doing some interesting things here at NACA, and I had an interesting weekend just trying to get geared up and ready for our Alabama tour that we're going to do. We're doing the Achieve the Dream event January 13th through the 16th. So that's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. It is literally the weekend where you can truly achieve the dream. So Come on. Yeah. So it's King Day weekend. And then where once where he had once had a dream, we're realizing the dream of home ownership. That's one of them right there. When you think about achieving the dream of home ownership. So that is the weekend where we're going to realize one of those dreams is achieving home ownership through uh, affordable housing powered by NACA. And I love that because Mm -hmm. January 13th through the 16th, we will be in an Alabama city near you. We're going across the globe when it comes to the state of Alabama. We're going to have that state covered. And so for more details on where we'll be locally near you, always check us out at www.naca.com and find out where we're going to be next and find out also when the next Achieve the Dream event will be. We're, we're getting ready for a beautiful 2023 year of Achieving the Dream. So we want to keep you locked and loaded with all the information, giving you more of what you need to succeed. Always, you can reach us at 833-771-0500. That's 833-771-0500 for today's show and have all of your questions answered. Uh, But I just wanted to make sure I, I state what we're doing in Alabama and the reason why we're we're tackling, you know, more of the rural South. We normally have these events or achieve the dream events in large metropolitan areas, you know, Houston, Mm -hmm. Dallas, Miami, Atlanta, uh, New York, Chicago, you name it, Las Vegas, Los Angeles. We normally have them in those major metropolitan areas. And we just realized, you know, people are asking us, you know, it's hard to get access to the affordable mortgage program when you're in those major metropolitan areas and in the rural America can't get to us. So CEO decided, hey, let's go where in the heart of the the areas where the people need us most. And so we're going to go into Bessemer, 
Shannon, Huey Town, you know, Hobson, Monroeville, Mosses, Colony. We're going to be in Mobile and Montgomery and Huntsville. And we're going to be all in those areas in the heart of the communities where people really do need us most and need access to affordable lending. And you know my motto, I'm always looking for ways to bring forth awareness, access, and change. And here we, we get the opportunity to bring them awareness of, of different programs that we need. Everything from home ownership, uh, new purchase of a new home to refinance, to rehab, reconstruction uh, for uh, code self-safety and health violations and, and everything, loan modifications through our home save. We're even working with our small town, our small town businessmen that are in construction and developers so that we can start building out good inventory and things like that. So when we think about bringing forth awareness, that's one of the vehicles. We NACA is definitely the vehicle we use to bring forth awareness. And then we open the door, Jamie, and to provide access to the residents in the state of Alabama and across the country, mind you. Mm -hmm. And then we hope that that will change your economic and financial conditions. So that's why I always say bringing forth awareness, access and change. And it's always, you know, this is a program that's brought to you and powered by NACA. You can't you can't get better than that. Building wealth. But I just want you to highlight a little bit more on our newest program with the rehab portion because it's standalone. Typically, it was rehab with with um, the conventional loan. But now we're allowing people to do rehabs in those rural areas that Big Mama left them that house and it needs so much repair. And I, I remember when we went to um, the National Black Mayor's Convention and they were saying that some of their constituents don't even have running water. They're not even on a septic tank. They're not even connected to the sewer line. So the sewer, raw sewage is going out in the yard. So this is something that we can use to combat. But you want to just point out a couple of little things about it? Because I Absolutely. want people to know what they have now. Absolutely. NAFTA has rolled out their rehab assistance program and where you can come through as a NACA member, receive counseling. We'll obviously have to get the house inspected. And that's the part where you come in, you'll get your home inspected. We'll look at that inspection, take you through the counseling that you need, see what you can get qualified for. After we see what work needs to be done on the property, get you qualified for that rehab amount. And again, you still go through the same comprehensive counseling and we get you qualified for the rehab program, just as you would for uh, a purchase. Um, the only difference is you already have access to the land and the home. You just need to bring it up to code. And we're looking at those three things, health, safety, and code um, issues mm -hmm. and making sure that we give you what you need to get your house back up to uh, livable standards and things like that. And stop renting. Yes, yes. That's our main goal is to stop renting. But if your desire is to get back into your home, get it up to speed, get it up to code and livable, more habitable home, uh, and you were renting, trying to save money to do that, this is the best thing for you because that gets you out of the rent race. And now your dollars are going towards rehabbing your the home that you wanted to live in in the first place. Amen. So it's wonderful. And we'll be out there. You know, look for me. I'll be out there. I look forward to seeing all of the Alabamians there, you know, and get a chance to talk with neighborhood uh, residents, parishioners, businessmen. I look forward to talking to the real estate agents that are in Alabama. Any of the real estate agents, I want to hold meetings and talk to them so that we can understand how we can connect. They have people that are there probably trying to get through the process. I want to introduce NACA to the real estate agents there so we can better you know, serve the entire community. It takes a village, and I'd like to be part of their that village. Awesome. I'm loving it. Y'all Y'all heard this right here. Woo. And you're from Alabama, Damien. You know, what do you think about that going to back to, to the home where you're from? Well, to me, it, it really makes a difference because when I'm looking, you know, down through Tuscaloosa and a lot of these rural areas where they don't, you know, the housing is not safety, it's not up the codes. And now this is something that can make a difference to make the house habitable. Because here's the thing. Everybody can't move to Atlanta. Everybody can't move to Birmingham. Somebody has to stay in the city, in the, the local outlying areas. 
but you can't stay when you can't afford to get it fixed. And NACA CEO just said, we're going to do this. And I'm like, wait, what? We, 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 we not, we've not been doing that. So it's just amazing to see how this is helping my state to now put people in better houses and in houses if you so choose. Take advantage of it. We're all going to be there. All hands are on deck. All hands are on deck. That's right. And you know what? That's the best way. That, that's the best way we can get the more for what, what you need to succeed. All of us working towards a common goal, generational wealth building, bringing our community together, all for the common goal of home ownership and getting us to a better livable standards. And I love that. Affordable lending at its best. Hey, Jan Fletcher out there. Jan Fletcher in Florida and Daniel Harris. I see you, Mr. Chef. I see you too. So it's always nice to see you guys. I'm throwing up the hearts for you. And always, you can reach us at 833-771-0500. That's 833-771-0500. Damien, I understand we have some good old guests coming today some awesome guests they are so awesome they're just unreal they're just unbelievable and i love each and every one of them to death they are gonna talk about real estate and what to do in this crazy market and what they're doing so y'all hey tamara cassandra chris hey welcome 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 there we go. Hi, hi. Welcome, guys. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. Good afternoon. Hello. Welcome, NACA fam. Well, good, good afternoon. Let's talk about, we have NACA's, some, some of NACA's finest NACA yes, in-house agents on. We're going to talk about this real estate market and what the market looks like and the best maneuvers to, to, to how to, what are the best tips to the trade of housing search? And keeping our members encouraged because all the time, you know, we always get this, you know, I'm looking for a house. I thought I was going to get this, 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 and this, and I'm looking for, you know, this type of house. I was only able to find this. And, you know, sometimes you got to crawl before you can walk. So we want to talk about what, what that initial housing search looks like. What should we be looking for, especially in an ever-changing market like what we're in. But first, talk to me about what is an in-house agent? anybody okay i'll go first Chris, and i uh, just want to thank you for <laughs> the awesome introduction i'm humbled um i would like to think of myself as an awesome realtor but hey it's good to hear from the family confirming that so hey so the first steps um and in the housing search um is to one make sure you're NACA certified or qualified right um there are other lenders out there but there's no mortgage like the NACA mortgage product so being NACA qualified is the first steps to success um, secondly, you want to, as a qualified NACA member, set realistic expectations. And what I mean by that is simply know what your monthly affordability is. Okay, know that amount because that's the magic number. And once you can um, determine what that monthly affordability is, your affordability every month, your monthly payment, then you can set realistic expectations, know how much home you can afford because the math is always going to determine where and how much home where you can shop and how much home you can afford so that's important just knowing what your affordability is okay awesome awesome anyone else care to comment on that is is there a uh, tamara is there an advantage by having an in-house agent versus an external agent what if i want an agent from my church so in NACA, we, we advise you to work with whoever you want to work with. However, it is definitely an advantage to work with an in-house agent. Um, as an in-house agent, we close all of NACA deals. So we know NACA in and out. Um, we can answer all of your questions. We have direct contact with your mortgage counselor. Um, so we are able to advocate for you a tad bit more than an outside agent is able to do. Um, when you're dealing with an outside agent, you're you're left advocating for yourself. Do, do you feel that um, one of the other things that make you guys so unique is that you do a lot of hand holding, whereas in the outside world, they don't really hand hold them. So you're holding them from the time that you get them from the mortgage counselor until the end. Would that be correct or, or, or not? Absolutely. I think we definitely are more involved than an outside agent. Um, because working with these counselors, you know, 
everybody knows their counselors are extremely busy. They're taking those four meetings a day. They're also working with their people that are qualified. So having that person that knows the process outside of the counselor is definitely an advantage. Okay. Because guess what, you guys, I'll tell you a little secret about these guys that a lot of people may not know, but they only work one loan. They work NACA's conventional loan that's structured as a rehab. They don't do Fannie, Freddie, FHA, none of that other foolishness. We They concentrate on one loan that makes them an expert. And I'll tell you something else. These three folks here, if you work with them, when you're coming through the home buying workshop, a little secret is if you now work with them, you can get an early appointment. So you're not out the February and March. So these are the people that you're going to want to work with so that you can get an early appointment, especially if you know that you're ready to move forward. So that's just a little secret about these guys. So you see their names. We're going to make sure we give you their contact so you guys can reach out to them because these guys right here, they ain't no joke at all. But but Cassandra, I have a question. So let's just say that um, I have I know an external agent, and then you're an in-house agent. Aren't shouldn't I be worried that your pipeline is going to you're gonna your, your pipeline is gonna be large or too large to kind of cater to me and focus on me? And and then how do you tailor that? My price point may be maybe like 150,000, whereas I'm sure you're used to working with higher price points. So what, what's the real advantage when you're looking at that? I'm thinking you guys are just going to be too busy to take care of one little old me. <laughs> We're never too busy as agents to take care of anyone. So I'm not going to turn anyone away. So that's not NACA's, um, uh, forte. So we're going to help anyone, no matter what the price point is. You asked a couple of questions. So I think I want to go back to the first one. If you're currently working with an uh, outside agent, I don't want to take money from anyone's table. However, going back to who we are and how we are dedicated to the NACA process, I do encourage everyone to basically have a good conversation with their agents to make sure they understand this program. And if not, you know, just make the best decision for them when they're going through this journey. As far as just um, <clears throat> how do I navigate different people who come up on my pipeline? Everyone's in different stages. Not everyone is looking at the house at the same time. So it's just a matter of just uh, organizing them, understanding what the timelines are, and just keeping everyone focused. I love it. I love, I love it. it. I love it. And then another question that I had, and hello out there. Uh, yes, Damien did say that you can get an appointment, no waiting. So we have, uh, we, you know, we have our state of the art, you know, AI tool that is called our member portal. And member portal is an enhancement to what used to be the web file. So there is no more web file. And I saw a couple of questions that came across the line about web file, web file. So I want to get, get you to get that out of your head because there's no more web file. Now we talk about member portal and that member portal has freed up a lot of the counselors time to where they got more time to cater to you. So yes, you can get an appointment immediately. You can actually call into our member services number and let me give everybody that number. It is 425 602-6222. That's 425-602-6222. And if you are ready now and you think you're ready, give them a call. Let them know, hey, I am ready for an earlier appointment. I've been waiting and I'm ready now. So you let them know and they will make it happen for you. But you got to work with that early appointment. You got to contact the agents so that you can set up and start communicating with them and work with them because they're the ones that's going to facilitate you getting the early appointment. But there's two more things that make them so great at what they do. They really understand how to use the NACA mortgage calculator because that's going to be the killer because if they under when our agents, in-house agents, understand how to work the calculator, they're able to work deals that someone else might not. And again, they're experts because all they do is work the NACA calculator. Also, there are other departments that they intuitively understand how to maneuver. The hand department, home and neighborhood is definitely one of those departments that if you don't know what you're doing, you may not be able to get that house for that person. So learning and knowing how to work through the hand department and also learning how to do those numbers with the mortgage calculator to make sure that rehab will be able to fit within their budget. So these guys are awesome. And one of the things Ken, the managing broker, always does is making sure they understand and everybody understands how to now put people and how to manage working with many people. 
And that's what he makes sure that, that everybody understands and everybody's an expert at that. I'm glad you brought that up, Damien, because I just inherited a person um, from an outside agent because she mm -hmm. didn't understand the calculator. And the person was non-priority. And so the homes she was looking at, literally she could not qualify for. So mm. I'm glad you brought that up. It is very imperative that the outside agent understands that calculator, especially with non-priority members. Yep. yep. Another thing I wanna bring up and thank you to Lisa Johnson out there. Talisa Johnson is bringing up a good point. And I think we need to you know, tackle that one too. We get it on just about every, every show that we broadcast. Is that the famous question? If I qualify here in Florida and I want to relocate to South Carolina, would that work out? And I, I, I want to tell you, while that you can do that, you have to work with your counselor to to there are some things that they have to do some background uh, work on. And so definitely you know, make that be known to your counselor, um, Talisa. But here's the thing I want the agents. We are being grace with the in-house agents. Presence, and I want to take full advantage of that. Talk to me about what that would look like, agents. When I'm moving from Florida to South Carolina, talk to me about community shopping and what that means. Because what mm. if I'm going to Florida for the I'm leaving Florida and going to South Carolina for the first time, and I don't know anything about that community? I just want a house in South Carolina. Talk to me about community shopping. Okay, so I'm going to start. Community shopping is very important. Um, so if you're not familiar with the area, you definitely want to check out if schools are important, um, greaterschools.org, um, it's niche.com. Both of those websites will help you check out the schools in that area. Um, if you want to walk the streets of that home, we have Google Earth, one of the best sites. You can walk the neighborhood, check out the neighborhood, make sure it's in the condition that you're looking for. Um Spot crime. If you're interested in knowing what's going on with the crime in the neighborhood, you're going to use spotcrime.com. Make sure you search your own address first. A lot of times we're not, um, we don't know what's going on in our neighborhood. We think we live in these perfect neighborhoods. However, we're just coming and going and we are, we're just oblivious to what's going on. Check your own address first and then check the addresses that you're interested in. Um, doing those three things should get you prepared give you a better idea of if you really want to move into this neighborhood or not before actually coming to the neighborhood. Oh, I love it. I love wanna, it. Oh, go ahead, Cassandra. Yeah, yes. I want to piggyback on that. Um, also, be prepared to understand, like, the process of, like, when you go under contract, should you um, decide to go, you know, to shop inside of a different state, that you have to be present here, present for the inspection. So there's not just, oh, oh let me shop mm -hmm. here. You have to also sure you're here one of the things I, I wanted to make sure we tap into when we're talking about community shopping i hear what you're saying everything i need to do can you give me concrete examples as why i need to do this and let me let me tell you where i'm going with this what what could be the worst thing that can happen if i don't check out you know the spot crime and, and all the other what, what's the worst thing? Give me realistic. I want, we're family. We can talk. So give me realistically, what are the pitfalls? So let's go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I was thinking if, if you have um, school age children and you're transferring your children from one state where um, you were very comfortable with the school system, you you liked, enjoyed your children, how they matriculated through that, that school system, and then you up and leave state go into another state without doing your due diligence as far as the quality of the school systems. Um, worst case scenario is your your children can be enrolled into a high school, middle school or um, elementary school where the quality of the education is not up to par or to your standards from the previous school system. So it could be culture shock for your children. It could wow. it could lead to a lot of uh, stress, um, especially if you have school aged children, you're moving them out of one environment one that they were thriving in, they were comfortable with, and then you move them into a, a uh, let's say, a more stressful environment that could have, have some very negative impacts on the results of your children. I think the next thing, Atlanta traffic. If you oh, don't know how to get from one to the other and you way over here in Alpharetta or wherever and your job is in Canton, Georgia, you got problems. 
hours. <laughs> so that commute can go from 45 minutes to uh, two hours. So definitely a traffic. Absolutely. And yeah. Starla, I'm going to ask that question. Sorry, Damien. Starla is asking, what was the websites, uh, Tamara, that they should check for the various things that you mentioned, the crime, the schools? The we have greaterschools.org, niche.com um, for crime, spotcrime.com, and then Google Earth that allows you to walk the neighborhood. Awesome. And Damien, um, you had a question. Well, what I'll also add, because I had this incident to happen, is that when you are looking at neighborhoods, as, as Chris was saying with the schools, you also need to find out, are they busing them an hour away? Because if your kid misses the bus, now you got to drive an hour to go to the other neighborhood. Do you really want your kids being bused an hour from where you live? Because some of the schools may in rural areas may close down where you're at, and they'll send them somewhere farther away that's concentrated. The other thing that I will also say is I always check um, with the chamber, chamber of Commerce to get the 10-year plan because you're moving on a quiet street. You love it. It's quiet. And next thing you know, next year they put a Walmart down there and you're trying to figure out what's going on. Now you got all this traffic. So it used to take you 10 minutes to slide on home. And now it's 30 minutes trying to get through the Walmart traffic. So those are some additional things that you would want to check when moving to areas and find out what's going on in the area. Because the worst thing is get there. And now you got a 30 year commitment and you hate where you're at. That's the main purpose of community shopping. And so you like the area where you're at. I'm lazy. I don't want to drive 30 miles to get to an interstate. I want to scoot down in five minutes and get to the interstate. I don't want to be all day trying to get to the interstate. That's not me. And I think also a, a financial impact is moving from one state to another state. You know, we have That's different what they call medium income, you know, indicators or markers. So mm -hmm. you may be a priority member um, in one market, but if you transfer based on your income or earnings, you could become a non-priority member. Ooh. So those things are something to keep in mind also. And you would need uh, to definitely consult with your mortgage counselor to prepare yourself for that. Because as you know, priority members are uh, rewarded or awarded with that 1%, you know, deduction in the interest rate and non-party members, unless they're shopping in a, a specific area that's below 80% uh, below that MSA in income, then you're looking at now paying the, the going interest rate for a property. And so all those will play a part as well. So you definitely need to look into to that um, before making a transition. Wow. Thank you. That is very, very helpful. I didn't even think about that one. And so, you know, again, we're here on this podcast bringing you more of what you need to succeed. And again, guys, I'm loving the questions on Facebook and throwing up hearts right with you. And again, you can reach us on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram. We are everywhere you need. Also, we're always at 833-771-0500. That's 833-771-0500. Um, and talk to me, Chris, about what is a non-priority member? Hey, CJ, nice to see you throwing up some hearts for you. What is a non-priority member? Uh, that's an excellent question. So I'll just use the Atlanta market for an example, okay, just to bring some clarity to what a priority non-priority member is. So the way the NACA mortgage product works, there are, there are stipulations to the program and qualifying as a member. So in the Atlanta market right now, the MSA which is the metropolitan statistical area median income is $95,700. Okay. So that is in the Atlanta area. If you are an income earner and you earn above the $95,700 in the Metro Atlanta area, you would be considered a non-priority member. What that means is you're not important. Non-priority does not mean not important. <laughs> Non-priority just simply means that NACA is, the program is designed to help um, what we would call low-income earners to middle-income earners who have had or encountered struggles, obstacles when it comes to home ownership. So that NACA has advocated for over 30 years now to construct such a mortgage product that would allow our those hardworking citizens who have been denied that opportunity to you know, even achieve the dream of home ownership by removing those obstacles and also creating the the avenue to where you can afford, you know, actually own a home and it'd be affordable to you. 
So I say all that to say this non-priority just simply means that you earn an income that is above okay the the msa income median track right so what that means is you're doing well for yourself and we congratulate you and we applaud you for that but NACA is not going to deny you the advantages of their mortgage product just because you are considered a high income earner what we're saying now is that you can take advantage of the NACA mortgage product, no money down, no closing costs, no down payment, no PMI. However, we're going to ask you to help stabilize communities um, within your area where we have those um, low to moderate income earners by you making a, an investment in a home in those communities, it will help stabilize it. So then NACA will require you as part of the program to purchase in those median income tracks that are 100% and below, okay? So yes, NACA wants to help um, high income earners, you know, find homes using the product, but they're asking that you buy or purchase within communities that will need you and your contributions to help stabilize it. I love it, I love it. I, I know I was a little wordy and if I need to clarify- No, that's that, perfect. I don't mind doing it. No, that's perfect. You basically are saying that, you know, regardless of your, your income backing or whatever your walk of life has been, NACA is still can, it, it can be that leg for you. We're not going to deny you based on that. You still have access to it. And here's how you can get access to it. I love it. That's right. Perfect. And so as a non-party member, you will, you will purchase, you know, a home with the interest rate, with the current interest rate. But there's a caveat that non-party members need to know. If you're able to purchase in that uh, median income track where it's 80% and below, NACA will then grant or award you with the 1% deduction in the interest rate. I know that you, you know, for NACA members who are going through this process, if you have not gone through the purchase workshop, there will be realtors, in-house agents who will host those purchase workshops to give you more details on exactly what I'm saying. But just know that if you're able to buy in, into those communities that NACA um, has determined needs, you know, stabilization and that's and that income, that income track is 80% and below, then you can take advantage of the 1% deduction in the interest rate. Wow, that's awesome. Awesome. So everybody. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, guys, please, for those of you who are on the sound of my voice, that doesn't mean you're buying in the hood. I know that's been a great misconception. Mm -hmm. it would be, oh, 80 percent. Also, it's going to be crime. And no, no, that is that that so far. And I have helped non-priority members purchase homes in that 80 percent below in, uh, median income track. And I can tell you that they were nice homes and the communities were not you know, rough and violent as the conception may be. Um, I want to just debunk that idea. Buying in that um, track does not mean you're buying in the hood. And I can also say, ain't nothing wrong with buying in the hood. It's nothing wrong with revitalizing the hood. Um, it can be made safe and secure for families um, if enough people would try. Yeah, I'm glad it. you mentioned that, Chris. Yeah. That's really good. Because what I've learned is you have these people who are what I call seasoned um, people um, or seasoned uh, homeowners who are basically either moving out of the community. And that time they were making fifty, sixty thousand dollars or maybe even 30 or 40 back in 1960s and 70s. And now they're moving. So, of course, with that, who's moving in people with higher income. So it's not like you said, it's not the hood. It's just that the income level has changed. Exactly. exactly. And and you know what though? Let's just let's I want to take the bull by the horns and talk about this. This is a tough topic, but I I I think we do need to talk about it. Since Chris brought it up, let's talk about the market and the changes and you know, whereas you know, a certain amount probably would have gotten me into a different neighborhood and maybe it's gotten me into a less desirable neighborhood. What are you guys seeing out there on the housing in the housing market for the home searches? Whereas 180, 220, 250 used to be a pretty decent amount and can get me into a pretty nice neighborhood. Now it may be moving me because everything is increased. There is inflation going on. So everything is increased. Interest rates are increased and things like that. NACA is still below market, even though 
we can't control the high interest rates that's federally re regulated but NACA still is you know one percent below market and then on top of that you are we're still in operating in a program where you can buy down your interest rate so we still have some control but let's talk about it what are you guys seeing out there in the market as far as housing search I know for me, um, what I'm seeing is the inventory is beginning to slowly build itself up, but we are still in that winter season where things are slowly hitting the market. Um, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. It's much better. Um, and it seems like it's going to be better. However, the price point, if you're still under that 200 mark, is still difficult because you're still there's still so many competition of people who couldn't buy over the summer are now still looking. So that competition is still there. Have the patience for it. Be open to maybe not moving so much of where you think you want to live and maybe be open to some other areas that may not be as bad as you think. So it's just a good conversation of whoever you're dealing with to just really be transparent about the market and making sure they understand, hey, it's not, we're not there yet, but we're getting better. Mm. Yeah, and this is definitely not our mom and dad's market right um this is a market where the average price of homes have increased by minimum fifty thousand dollars you know upwards to a hundred thousand dollars so a home that was a hundred and eighty thousand dollars two years ago is now two hundred and eighty thousand dollars that's realistically speaking um sellers have set that expectation but with the rise in interest rates I am noticing that sellers are are lowering the prices of the homes. That's not mm -hmm. to say that that fifty to hundred thousand dollars, the valuation of that home hasn't increased by that amount. But sellers are recognizing they're coming to reality that these interest rates, the current rise in interest rates, are forcing their hand just ever so slightly mm -hmm. to bring it down by ten thousand. I've seen fifteen thousand. I've seen price drops between ten to fifteen thousand. And then I've, I've followed that trend and said, okay, well, I've even encouraged my clients, well, let's shoot for another 5,000 off of asking. Oh, wow. See where we can go with this. And so, you know, just to encourage, you know, to encourage those out there who are home currently home shopping, don't be discouraged by home prices being as high as they are. And I don't want you to think, well, I'm paying too much for this house. No, you're not. Homes have appreciated by $50,000 upwards, depending on the neighborhood. And that's why you need to work. I highly encourage, I'm not going to tell you what you need to do, but I highly encourage you to work with an in-house agent who can do that comparative market analysis for you. That's just our fancy word in the real estate game as to compare which houses cost what in neighborhoods. That's the layman's term for it, okay? But we will conduct a comparative market analysis for you. We will present the data to you. I'm all about presenting data. Hey, I'm going to show you what, it, what the numbers say because numbers don't lie. People can lie. Numbers can be finagled, but pretty much they don't lie. Right. So I present to you those numbers so that you can make an informed decision based on the information that you've been provided by your expert local NACA in-house agent. So now you can see how much homes cost, how they've increased over the past two years. I don't see and I believe my panelists will agree with me. I don't see a decline in the price of homes or the valuations of homes. So if you buy now, you won't have to worry. And I'm really, you know, confident in this right now. I can't guarantee anything, but I'm confident that even with the looming recession that I hear coming around the corner does not necessarily mean home values will go down. Okay. Yeah. So you can still buy now and, and, and anticipate and be hopeful that your home's value will remain. Okay. And remember, you will be rewarded that 1% deduction in your interest rate, which will provide you some cushion if such a case was to happen, right? But nevertheless, with that being said, I am optimistic that home values will remain where they are. And hopefully with the interest rates increasing, sellers will make negotiations or concessions for the price, the list price, and you can find that home that you're looking for.
Thank you, Chris. And Jen Fletcher, you are right, Chris. Just so you know, Jen Fletcher is out there throwing up some more hearts for you, Jen. Jen is saying, yes, the prices, she's noticing that the prices are dropping in some areas. So that's for sure. Um, I'm too noticing here in some Texas markets as well. And multimillionaire, I hope what Chris said will help you out and then keep you encouraged because multimillionaire is saying at affordable prices, almost none existence in the New Jersey area. Uh, and for some of us. So, you know, stay fast. And I hope, multimillionaire, you are working with an in-house agent that has your best interest in mind and can do, as Chris said, those comparative market analysis. Did I say that correctly, Chris? You did. <laughs> to, to do those comparables for you. Um, interestingly enough, Starla is Starla Harris. And I want to talk about this because she brings up a good point. Hey, Starla, I hope everything is going well for you. But I, this is a good one. She says, so new construction seems to be the way to go, but I'm new to it all. How do you know if it's, if it's a good deal? Let's talk about new construction because this is almost like the umpteenth time I've heard someone say, you know what? I'd rather not even deal with you know, somebody trying to resell their home because it seems like they're more interested in how much more money they can get for it. Um, they're just trying to make a profit out of it. They hiked up the the amount because that's what the the you know the comparable said they should. And so, before I sit here and do this, let me just go and see what a new construction would be. And a couple of people have actually found that new construction was cheaper than buying existing, and you're getting everything new versus you know, having to run so many different inspections, trying to make sure the plumbing is good, pipes are good, you know, the wire, the electrical wiring is good. So look, can we have that discussion, uh, new construction versus, you know, pre-existing? What is the best or does it just depend? And let's talk about that. I think it depends on the market that you're in. Um, it, it can be better. It depends on the market and also your budget. Let's mm. say that. Um, because in some budgets, you're not going to get as much house in a new construction as you would get in a resale. So it's just depending. Everybody's situation is different. I think it's really just depending on your situation and what market you're in. Um, we are seeing here in the Atlanta market where um, new construction, you are starting to be able to get a little bit of seller concessions. Um, and, and with some of these builders, they're willing to give you a little bit of money towards buying these homes. Um, so Again, I think it's just it depends on what market you're in and what budget you're in determines on which is best for you. So let me ask you this. Let's say I'm qualified for 280 and I'm going into this new development and they say housing prices start at 250 and up or sometimes they give a range 250 to the to the mid 300s. Why would I not do that? Or are you saying once I go and I'm going with my little 280, you know, well, my big 280 qualification and I'm going there and I'm talking to the new, the 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 housing, what you call it, the, the demo, they're in That's the model there. home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the, the agent in the model home and they're telling me, well, they start at 250, but, you know, by the time I finish with all the bells and whistles, I'm at 300,000, but I'm only qualified for 280. Where do you come in and start trying to haggle and get me to where I need to be? Because I heard you say it depends on the market or whatever, but sometimes these new developers, they'll make deals happen for you. Or is it the agent? Um, the, again, it's it's odd. It's dependent on the builder. Again, some builders have been willing to give seller concessions where we can take it and put it towards buy down and work out the deal to make it work for you. But everybody's situation, again, is different. Um, if you had that, that it, it's a possibility that we can get those seller concessions. But if we can't get those seller concessions and you don't have the additional money to put towards that buy down, it's also a possibility that we cannot work out that deal. So, again, everybody's situation is different. Um, that's why we always encourage you to save, 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 because if for some reason we're not able to get seller concessions, you do have the flexibility on your own to put money towards your buy down to make your deal work. Hey, Tanya out there. Thank you, Tamara. Tanya out there. Thanks for listening and learning. It's always good to hear and see you guys out there. And 702 is asking, give me, tell me in real estate terms, what is seller concession? 702, I'm getting that question answered just for you. Thanks for calling. So seller concessions is um, the seller actually giving money towards 
your purchase. They don't actually write you a check or anything like that. However, it's written into the offer. Um, seller concessions, depending on the market that you're in, I do know this, um, can be used towards whatever you want to use it towards. So it can be used towards repairs or towards buying down your interest rate, whatever you need to use it towards to make your deal work. Yeah. Another name for it could be seller contributions. Okay. There you go. 702 seller contributions. Thank you both. Uh, Maria, I'm with Maria. Maria is saying, yes, new construction is definitely, definitely the way that I want to go. So I am with Maria on this, but let me ask you this. When we're talking about seller concessions and they're giving you some money towards, you know, the, the purchase of the new home. Is it your opinion? Because if that's the case, then I'm going to go and look for the new home that's been sitting up the longest because hopefully the buyer, the, the seller is desperate or is, am I not, is that, is that a gamble? Talk to me, tell me the best method. Uh, I think for me, whenever I have a conversation about people with new construction, there's two things that come up. One, what is the starting price and what is current? Because even though you see starting at 240 and we get there, if five homes have sold in the last like week, it may have jumped up to now by five or ten thousand dollars. So 240 is now 260. If you're still within your affordability, then yes, I go for it. New construction is actually great. Um, one thing is to consider when is your lease up? Because if you need to be out of your home in two, in two months and it takes them six months to um, build a home out, you just have to remember your timeline and how that works with new construction because not everything is moving ready right now. Gotcha. Also, let me ask you guys a question about isn't the deposit or the earnest money sometimes typically a little bit more and is it refundable? So it's yeah, definitely a little bit. I want to say definitely a little bit more when you're using um, a lender that's not their preferred lender. So with using your NACA mortgage, which is not going to be one of their preferred lenders, a lot of times the earnest money is a little bit more. Yeah. And, and I have one lender that said twenty five thousand dollars non refundable deposit. Ooh, whoa. Non refundable. Non refundable. If you change your mind. Okay. Keep moving. Let me ask you something. But wait a minute. Isn't it my agent's job and my my agent's duty to try to not to get me into a situation like that? Absolutely. That's why we don't go under contract with that person. Because gotcha. that's not advantageous unless they know they are going to go through with this and we are approved. And that's a mortgage counseling conversation. I want to make sure you're not going to be in jeopardy to lose that money. So when, so my agent is supposed to be out there working for me, making sure that I don't get into trouble like that. Because $25,000 earnest money, I'm not trying to lose a, even a percent. I don't want to lose 1% of that. Right. Yeah. And is Oh, go ahead, Chris. No, no, go ahead, Cassandra. Well, I was just going to say with that, you also want to make sure you have it in the bank. So I'm going to first talk with your counselor to say, hey, I know the minimum required was 6000 they're asking for 25 does she even have it or this person have it mm -hmm. so it's so much you got to work this deal and you have to stay on it like ken used to our broker says cradle from the great cradle to the grave so we grade. stay on it from the beginning to the end and we watch everything now here's another thing i've heard about not really sure if this is happening but like she said it was starting at 240 you're now at 310 and it's six months to a year before they're finished isn't it something where the price could now jump um, or something was happening with the price where it went up based on it being six months or something out because of supplies and all of that? Have you seen oh, that? Wow. No, but to clarify, um, okay. to answer your question, I, I do, I'm going to answer this in two parts because we said something um, before we got on this subject about earnest money and construction deposit. I want to make the distinction earnest money is a good faith pledge that you as the buyer will give to communicate to the seller that i'm interested and i'm committed to buying this property given my due diligence contingency periods right so when we're talking earnest money we're talking contingencies associated with the earnest money to make sure that your earnest money is protected during your due diligence period. 
That's totally different when we're talking new bill and a construction deposit, which is non-refundable. And I wanted to make that distinction so the, the listeners and members can hear those distinctions and not get those confused. That makes sense. When I'm speaking with a member client about earnest money, I'm going to communicate to my member that there are contingencies protecting your money. Okay. There are four major contingencies. Um, You got your financial appraisal contingency. You have your title contingency and you have your due diligence contingencies. Those are the four major contingencies that are associated with or should be associated with your contract or your purchase offer. I will discuss those maybe at another meeting, but just know that those are the contingencies that your in-house agent will have in place for you. I can't speak for every agent, but for your in-house agent, he or she will have those contingencies um, associated with your purchase agreement to protect your earnest money. Now, the construction deposit is a non-refundable. Okay, that's non-refundable. Those are funds that you're going to pretty much submit or give to the builder to complete as part of you know the process of completing that the construction of the home. Now those funds will be applied to either any upgrades you request or towards the principal balance of the purchase, if I'm making sense. So if the home is $280,000, the example um, Ms. Thibodeau used, and you're giving a construction deposit of $20,000, that non-refundable $20,000, if, if you complete the transaction, will go towards upgrades or the principal balance, meaning it will go from two eighty dollars to two sixty. dollars Does that make sense? Yes. All right. So that's the difference. I wanted to make that. Now, going to your question, um, Damien, you asked about the, uh, the you know, the material may go up while building. Well, that's the purpose of having a contract with the builder. So once you're under contract, if the builder has to build another home and it's going to cost him another $20,000, he can't pass that cost on to you because mm-hmm. you're under contract and that contract specifies what your purchase price is without any amendments to that um, to the price of that home, unless it is inside that contract and you and your agent did not thoroughly read that. So you got to make sure that the language is not in is either in there or not in there specifying that the price of the home may change. If it is in there, your agent needs that's to not a contract I want. Right, but but it, it, sometimes the language is in there. Sometimes yeah. that language. You gotta be kidding! There. You quote me a price, and then in the in, in midstream, you're gonna change it. You have to make sure that it's not in the language of the contract that the builder may increase the price of the home. So that's yeah. why the con- reading that contract thoroughly with your agent will be important when it comes to new bills. And each um, each new builder is different. So each one you have to study. And I mean, really read the contract over because last year this language was not in there. So you can't base it off of last year's contract when it's not the same. That's good to know. I mean, this is interesting. And and Sheree Sheree, uh, Howell uh, is asking a good good question as well. Does that apply to first time buyers with the earnest money for new construction or does it matter? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay, Sharia Howell, thank you for that question. No, question Go ahead, Jamie, and then, I'm, and then no. I'm coming right back to you. Go ahead. So with the new construction only, like with the resale, you may write in the contract a due diligence period. Do you get due diligence with new construction where you can say, ah, I don't like it after five, seven, ten days? Are you able to do that and walk away and still retain construction money, any of that money? You don't typically have a due diligence period when you, unless unless it's something that's negotiated prior to you going under contract for you to do your inspections and all of that. Typically, you do not have a due diligence period. Yeah, I've noticed in some of the contracts, well, they will say you have 10 days to let us know. Or if you started your application with the bank, typically it's your finance contingency that is really holding you up. That's helping you are really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? kind of um uh wasn't what am i trying keeping to you covered keeping you covered that's what i'm saying okay. yeah so <laughs> finance contingency that you have to monitor 
Yeah. You definitely need to make sure your new constructed home, your newly constructed home is inspected. And to answer Lamar's question, yes, you can have your lawyer read over your I home. was going to that because he, <laughs> Lamar, throwing up some hearts for you. He asked a good question, Lamar Edwards, is saying, look, I want to have my lawyer, my attorney to read over this paperwork. Can he do that? And should he, if he has one, shouldn't he do that? Absolutely. In addition to the real estate agent or in lieu of? You can never have enough eyes reading that paper. Exactly. So good question, Lamar. Let me get to Annette. Annette asked a question and Annette, I'm trying to, she asked the question that I love, love, love for all of us to answer. What is the minimum credit score to qualify for NAP? Ah. We have a minimum credit score. Credit score does not count. We look at payment habits. So we don't care about your credit score. 480, guys. 480. When I 480 what? 480 credit score. What that mean? It's not a minimum. She asked for a minimum. No, minimum is not 480. Tell us what 480 what means. What I'm saying is when I went through the program, I had a 480. Most banks don't even really go below 600. Uh, mm-hmm. to get you qualified on finance. So I always tell people, if I can have get a house through NACA with a 480, keep on moving through the program. That's what they're here to do to help you get on through the program. I and just, I knew that's what you meant by 480, but I knew they, I don't want somebody to hear 480 and they go, oh, okay, I'm at 475, <laughs> so I won't qualify. I wanted no, 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 no. to just go ahead on and tell what he meant. And that is our testimony. 480 with the, when I closed a 2.23 30-year fixed interest rate with a 480 credit score. So yeah, NAC is awesome. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That is our testimonial period right there brought to you by Damian Smith. <laughs> I love you. Powered by NACA. <laughs> I love hearing your testimony, Damien. It's always powerful to know that, yes, even with the 480 credit score, and I'm sure, you know, and Damien always uh, gives the testimony that after closing with NACA, his score goes up, everything goes up. Credit card offers come out of the wazoo or whatever. Because the key word Damien always tells us is save, 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 save. NACA teaches you to continue to save. And that way, once you get in the home, you can go on and start buying all those pretty bells and whistles that you want for your home, but also continue to save. So I love it. I love it. Wow. Let's see. It was something else Annette had asked, and I can't find it, Annette, but uh, Cassandra had tapped on something else. And CJ, I'm going to definitely come back to you on that, or Donna can take care of you with that in the chat. But I wanted to talk about uh, another thing. Uh, I had got a phone call when Chris was talking about uh, uh, the contracts and and this versus that. When you're getting a contract, uh, 678 called and said, what if the seller is reaching out to me to make a deal without my agent? Can I make that deal, especially if this, especially if it is a good deal? I was trying to make sure I read it correctly. You can make it. It's not advised. Why is it not advised? Let's talk about that. Because See, your, your agent is knowledge. Your agent is knowledgeable in regards to the market, in regards to contracts, the offer, and all of that. So if you have an agent, I will run things by my agent before just making that decision. Your agent has your your best interest, so your agent shouldn't discourage you. If the offer is a good enough offer, they're not going to discourage you not to take the, to to make that offer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go from the legal standpoint. We have what's called a 90 day protective period. Mm-hmm. from an agent perspective when we're negotiating deals on behalf of the member with a seller. And if they just happen to go behind our back and make a deal, our commission is in jeopardy, unfortunately, and they could go after you because you're basically still working the deal, but you're trying to do it on a, in an underhanded situation. Mm-hmm. Um, if a, a person does reach out to you, it is just your best interest to send them back to us. Um, so that we can have a conversation with the listing agent or if it's a for sale by owner to talk to them because you're not quite sure. Well, I'm not going to say you're not quite sure, but we just want to make sure you're represented in the best way. Well, just like all of those contingencies Chris mentioned, you might not know that you need to make sure those contingencies are in there, the due diligence, the financial, you know, the appraisal contingency. So you agree to the price, but you end up losing your money because now you get a, a, a home inspection for the home and now it's an, it, it needs too much work and you can't get out of it because you didn't have a due diligence period. You right. didn't have a financial contingency. And that's what the agents do. Remember, guys, 
they went to school for this they have a license do you have a license is the question i want to ask if you have a question a license then that may be a different story but if you don't have a license do you want some unlicensed person including yourself representing you absolutely and guys i hate to say it but we are all out of time but, but uh cj to get your buy down question answered please make sure you reach out to your counselor and let them know that you're interested in buy down six seven eight thank you for that question i saw chris's face and tamara's face on that and cassandra dug right in but i definitely would question it question any any seller trying to talk to me without my agent i would definitely question the, the sincerity of that damien the old clock on the wall See, it's time for us to go. I can't believe it. Where does the time go? Woo. Always, always, not a, never enough time. Never. I want to thank our, our guests, our lovely guests for gracing us with your time. Guys, this was really good because we're still getting calls and I'm still getting questions over here. So we got to have you back soon. We're definitely going to talk about the real estate market again. Happy holidays. Thank you guys so That's much. We couldn't have made it without you. Thank you. We appreciate you Thank you. Thank you. Always reach out to us, www.naca.com. Think it through, and there it is. Mass up. Thanks for listening. NACA's American Dream Program is a production of the Neighborhood Assistance Corporation of America, a national nonprofit organization fighting for economic justice through affordable homeownership and community advocacy. To learn more about NACA and our advocacy efforts, careers, NACA's Best in America Mortgage, or to join a NACA in your community, visit us at NACA.com.